Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 38 today and it's been a while. Um, international breaks, certain people going on holiday, certain people having sporting commitments and other stuff, but we're back. We've got a few games to discuss and get through. I'm currently joined by two lovely guests in Dan and Carl. How are you both doing? All good, thanks, Matthew. All good. Good, yeah, thank we, you. we will be hoping to be joined by our fourth member later on in the evening, which is currently been held up. So we're starting with Alta. Um, I'm going to start. We've got a few games to get through. I'm going to start with last night. Um, Leeds League League Cup round of sixteen. You both had the had the pleasure of being there. Just we together, in fact. Same there together. you go. So, go on. Well, one of you, <laughs> nice little. Summary summary of the game for me, please. Some of the understudies done very well. Um, there's a summary for you, and 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 a good good two nil result against an half decent team. They weren't at their best, I think, Leeds, but yeah, it was a good result. I'm with Cole. I think there was one or two did themselves a a favour. Maitland Niles stood out for me. Maitland Niles definitely, especially in the first half, Carl. I'd have said, although he's a long way from the team at the moment, Leno did himself a few favours, not particularly by being brilliant and making loads of worldly saves, but his general game was pretty good, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah, yeah, go with that. His distribution was better as well. His distribution was a lot better. Um and the two centre, well, the, the the three centre half. I mean, Ben White. Yeah. I mean, that was terrible when he went down. He's like, oh no, <laughs> like, and, you know, he's only played half a dozen games for us, and we're like, oh, God is God is on his knees, and uh, turns out he's got a dodgy gut. So uh, I was quite happy for someone to have dodgy guts for once in their life. But um, the other two guys, Rob Holding, again, yeah. one marauding run. I seem to remember, and um, and obviously. Chambers, someone called that straight away. First touch, back of the net. Um, okay, I can't deny he did actually tell me he could <laughs> score with his first touch. And uh, yeah, I was, I was genuinely, I think, pleased with with the performances, you know, against a tough team. Eddie as well, not forgetting Eddie. I was about to say, Carl, I thought Eddie all lived on scraps, especially the first half. Yeah. Worked very hard. I thought he took his goal well. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did well. Well, he he, he, he he the build up play by him was really good. The chip over the keeper was wonderful. The finish itself was so fucking jeez. I'm surprised it even got in the net in the end. But um, yeah, it was still nice, and uh, he done himself some favours, and some didn't do themselves some favours. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pepe or Martinelli particularly. Um, um, done themselves any 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 um any any favours at all. I don't think they've either played particularly well. They both tried hard, don't get me wrong, but but I don't think either played particularly well and uh, they'll have to go it um me. could do better, I suppose, would be alongside them. Suarez played all right as well. Yeah. It's fair to say. Um yeah. Collage that looked better as a centre half than as a, a full back. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're going to mention your your big mate, Kalasnach, Kyle. 
who oh, just someone I'd, I'd honestly forgotten that still played for us before I saw him on that team sheet. I didn't see the point of him playing, but to be fair, with the injuries we had in the end, uh, or the, well, it wasn't even injuries, was it? It was just fatigue, I think, because some of them hadn't played for so long. Um, it was, it, it, he's, he's, he's better, in my opinion, he seems to be better at centre-half now than he, than he does at full-back. But, you know, he's If it's in a back three. Well, he was in the back two last night, but yeah, yeah, it depends who they're up against, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, but I don't think he'll be there beyond January. We'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just get rid of him, and 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 I wish him well as well. I don't, I've got no ill against him. You know, he's not one of their players who I just think is. Uh, he, I, I get why he's still there. I, I understand it totally, but you know, we want rid of him. We don't need him. Wasted the space in the squad. But yeah, it was, a, it was a fairly strong team from Leeds last night. I have to say I was, a, I was a bit surprised. I thought, considering they were struggling a bit in the league, I mm-hmm. thought they'd just sort of write this one down. But they, they went strong. Players like Calvin Phillips playing, even though he's he's working his way back from injury. So yeah, strong team, but a um, bit, bit of a slow first half, but probably a deserved win in the end. Yeah. Calvin Phillips, though, he's, he's some player. He's a good player. You, you really notice how strong he is. Um, you know, the fair dues to him for, for, for getting up and being up for it. And, um, yeah, a few of the, few of the Leeds players seemed to, you know, turn up for it. Some didn't, though, it seemed. Yeah, I and thought they had a decent side out. A stronger side than I thought they'd have out, but... They do look like a team, this could be famous last words, that struggle to score goals. They look like a team. Bamford injured, I don't think helps them, to be fair. Yes, second season, there's a load of teams that have it, and uh, they didn't make massive changes during the summer. Um, It needs, they need a little bit there somewhere, and I don't know where they're going to get it from. I hope they do, because I quite like them, actually. I've got nothing against them. Uh, you know, I go back to the seventies. I didn't like them as a team then, but this team, you know, quite they were a breath of fresh air last year. I thought, and uh, yeah, I, I hope it works. I like the manager. I think he's an interesting character. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they can turn it around, and, and I think there's worse teams in the league than them. And they're they're, they're better off without the Carling Cup, to be honest. Yeah, at I this know. moment in time, there's de- there's definitely three worse teams in there. So. Um, but you've meant, you mentioned some of the names there. Um, let's talk about a couple that that played for the first team. Well, the so-called first team we've had. Um, Lukonga and Nuno both both featuring against Villa. And I have to say, I think the best thing you can say definitely about Nuno is you didn't miss Tierney that much, which every single time we've not had Tierney before, we've said, oh, we missed him. And I I'm, 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 I'm going to say I'm a big fan already. I like him. He's, he seems to have endless energy. He's got some pace. Not quite sure if he's the world's greatest defender yet. And there's probably a better now that Tierney's got. But I quite like him. I like the way he's shaping up. And he could... You know, the other thing I like is actually what you just said. Tenny didn't play and you didn't think, oh, we're going to have Cedric at right back 
instead of a right back, a left back, or we're going to put. You know, he he did he did play well there a couple of times. Maitland Niles at left back, but <coughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm happy with him. He looks he looks a decent player. Yeah, like liked him a lot. He reminded me, and this is this is a compliment. It's not an insight. It reminded me a little bit of Traore when he played for Arsenal in the early days. And he used to come in and you just think, well, this kid's really good. Um, um, hopefully, it, it, his career um, goes in a different trajectory. But, uh, yeah, his pace, you know, his pace is, is phenomenal. And he, he really does get up and down the pitch. I, I texted a friend at half-time saying, uh, in the Villa match, saying, I'd like to see what he's like defensively. And we saw a little bit of it in the second half, but he's he's not really been tested yet. You know, and uh, there'll be bigger tests for him to come, I'm sure. Um, Tierney is not necessarily the... Uh, uh, he, he does miss a few games, doesn't he? Yes. So so he's got... An, he'll have opportunity and it would be nice. It would be really nice for him to be a success. And uh, it was noted he didn't play last night, which means probably Tierney is not available for Saturday, I'm guessing. And that will be a, a tougher game for him if that's the case. He'll get Harvey Barnes up against him, won't he? Yeah. And the yeah, other fella. Sorry. I was just going to say that that'll be an interesting one because um, they haven't ruled, Arteta hasn't ruled anyone out yet, but certainly think the fact he didn't play yesterday maybe suggests something. But the other fella, Lekonga, is very, very good. He's. Um, he's not the fastest. I've noticed he's, he's, he's not. He's not. He's not. They're uh, not speedy, but. He's, he, the ball's like attached to his foot, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's one of these players who seems to be able to pass it off at certain angles and move with the ball, and uh, I like him a lot. It was a good. For, for, uh, yeah, it was his first. Was it his first start in the league? Or was his second? Uh, oh. Second. Second. Well, it was a very good performance, and uh, the crowd like him already. Well, quite like crowd like them both already. Because um, they have that little bit of, um, like a lot of them do at the moment, they all have that little bit of, um, they, they feel like they've bought into the, uh, to Arsenal. Right, and it's nice. Yeah, and on that as well, um, we we discussed a couple of times whether we could see the Conga and Party. Would that midfield work? Are they too similar together? But it's got to say against Villa, Dad, look, very solid together. Looked like certainly didn't like look like it was their first time playing together. Yeah, I mean, I think someone doing some of the running running about for party helps because otherwise he he drops too deep for me. If he's just that little bit further forward, I think that's good for him. He, he's not afraid of a tackle, Lukonga, and he even went in for one last night, even late on. And you think, yeah, okay, there's something there. Him and party, I don't have that as a partnership. It might yeah. be eventually. You've got somewhere you've got Xhaka looming in the shadows. And I still, still ultimately think he, Xhaka, with it, just because he's got a bit more nous, enables party to push up the pitch a bit, Carl. But I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, he gave away a soppy. Uh, he, he got a soppy boogie in against Villa, and it was a bit of a panicky yeah. foul on the edge of the box. And uh, you just think, well, um, yeah, that's just learn, learn from it, move on. Didn't matter in the greatest scheme of things. And to be fair, it's one that we've seen Xhaka do many times. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. I don't know how. But yeah, to me, it looks like we've got sort of a solid Stein 11 or an ideal Stein 11. And we're starting to get some players that we can trust on the bench or if they need to step in because of injury or suspension or whatever. Starting to build a couple that doesn't change too much about how the team plays and how it performs, which is is good to say. I mean, we're not like... Man City, where they basically can fill any position without too much problem, but slowly getting there, which is good to see. In that Villa match, they took off Aubameyang and Lacazette. Uh, I can't remember exactly who born. It was all, it was Maitland Niles was one of them. Um, I can't. Maybe it was Martinelli. Was did Martinelli come off? Can't remember now. But Maitland Niles was the second oldest player on the pitch for Arsenal. He was only part years older. They might not know, he's 20, 24, I think. 24, yeah. But that, that starting age was, was quite incredible. 22, 23 years of age, most of them were. And then That's, stick in, you've got Xhaka in, um, not Xhaka, you've got Saka in there, you've got Smith Rowe in there. I don't know mm. what, what's no no is he 19, 20? I think he's 20. Quite, um, You've probably got an average age of somewhere around 22, Carl. Yeah, it's it's quite impressive that that we've the buying. I think we mentioned this last time. Uh, the, the the buying uh, you can slag off Edu for the selling and all you want, but the buying, the procurement has been pretty pretty sharp. You know, Ben White, uh, 23 now, 24. Um, I think it's 23, he's 24 in December, and that's how it works. Um, Ramsdale Young. Tavar is young. Um, I'll not even go go try and make, mention his name, but the lad at right back, very young. Um, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's it's certainly been the the youngest squad um, in the league this season in terms of average age, which is always something nice to see. And it's something that your dad mentioned, that Kev mentioned last time we was on. I'm pretty sure. It does have a feel of sort of that 86, 87, when all, all of a sudden we had these young players coming through. Now, most of them at that time were bought, <laughs> but were, 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 were through the youth team, but, but there was a few of them bought as well. And it does have that kind of feel uh, about it now, which I like. I love it, in fact. We haven't bought a Kevin Richardson yet, obviously. He was great. I love Kevin Richardson, but yeah, he came, he came a bit later on in the, into the game, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I think if you if you try and take your red and white goggles off and you just look at it and you go, that's the, the starting eleven's getting towards it. I'm slightly concerned that you know Lacazette's contract's due to go at the end of the year. We need to sort out if we keep in Eddie or is he going? I think you've got to look at Balogun, who's not 
getting any game time now at all, which I don't think is good at all. I think he didn't get much game time last year because he was umming and ahhing about a contract. Well, I think we need to look and if we've got the, enough cover in there, we, I think we need to get him out on loan. And there's a couple more like that that need just need to to play games, but not under 23 games at all. It's pointless playing him in the under 23s, but you've got to find somewhere and go, go and play. I don't know, six months. At, I'm trying to think of somewhere, Carl, but you, you've got to send him somewhere where he can play. That he's not just going to be and where he'll get chances team. as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's where John Jules has struggled a bit. As we've sent him out to Blackpool, we basically never have a shot in a game. So yeah, it's, it, well, you know, it's all it, it, it's tough. I mean, Aziz only even had a, a sniff of a chance at Portsmouth, either, has he? So you've got <laughs> you got to find the right team. Now, what that right team is for Balogun, I don't know. You would hope they'll have somewhere, some place in mind. It probably will be a mid-table to lower-table teams in either abroad, because I, I believe Balogun speaks German, and I think he was brought up over there. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? There's a bit of a German-American thing with him. I don't. I, I might be wrong on that one. Um, so, you know, there might be a few options available to him. Um, and a few of the others as well. You know, they, uh, they, you know, it might be too. I know, I've said about Patino before, but it might be too soon for him. And, and the other lad, the Dutch lad, who seems to be uh, grabbing the headlines at the moment for the uh, youth team, for the reserve team. Uh, interesting. It's an interesting time at the moment. We've had the doom and gloom. We've done the <laughs> doom and gloom in the in a, in a, in Hopefully. In and, and uh, yeah, we've gone into this. Oh, yeah, I like the way we played against Spurs, and uh, uh, and then we've obviously had this gap, but we've had three games in that uh, a mediocre game. Let's be honest about it, against Palace, where we didn't really look up for it. A surprising Villa performance after the Palace game because we thought, well, that was it. But and, and then and then and then Leeds. Um, so it looks good. Well, it's looking it's just a better. Bit inconsistent, isn't it, Carl? Yeah. But what do you expect if you got? If you're playing load of kids, load of youngsters. And I yeah, think... I think I think we have to. We can critique that, obviously. You, of course, you can, but you've got to be patient with it and not o- overreact. Is yeah the key word? I think. Yeah. Absolutely. For every David Rowe castle, there's a Gus Caesar. You know, it's uh, it, you know they both look they're both outstanding at youth level, but when it comes to the, the senior team, it just doesn't necessarily work for every player, and it can be a, a, a for a number of reasons as well, not just a a simple like uh, talent. It can be for you know. There's a David Hillier out there somewhere, Carl. Well, I'll keep holding my case just in case. That's a little in joke, Matthew. You're a bit young mm. now. Okay, well, you've said some some the results there, Cole, and someone that has probably been the brightest part of that, sort of out of nowhere, is Mr. Lacazette. Yeah, 
it he sort was... of disappeared and now <laughs> almost looks undroppable after. Well, I mean, it's not silly to say after two games, but he's been immense, hasn't he? Well, yeah, he he, he rescued a point for us the other day against in Palace and then and then against Villa. He was, I'd say, he was unplayable, but he he done what he what he done last season. He done exactly what he did last season when when um, we started playing. Who was it? Um, uh, Chelsea. Uh, the the first game when Smith Rowe made his day, proper debut, I suppose. <clears throat> he brings everything together. But he's got all the players behind or in front of him, behind him, whichever way you want to look at it, to bring that together. It was an interesting team selection. You looked at that and you thought, OK, then Aubameyang's playing left. Like I say, he's playing up front, Smith right through the middle and Saka on the right or, or vice versa. And, and it weren't that at all, you know. As soon as they started, you thought, oh, well, this is interesting. He's playing Smith right left, Saka right and, and, and Lacazette behind Aubameyang. It worked really well. It did work really well, and it was lovely to see. And I, I, you know, you can't heap enough praise on the guy, um, but you could do with him lasting more than sixty-five minutes. And and just a quick one, dishes to both of you. Did you see that as a two-up top against Villa, or mm. do you see it more Lacazette almost playing in the number ten role? I wouldn't have quite said it was two-up top. I also wouldn't have quite said he was a ten, but I don't know how you'd describe that. Well, he's, he's 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 not quite like a, 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 a European number ten. He's an old school number ten. He he's the bloke who holds the ball up for the predator who's who's alongside him. But he was a bit more withdrawn than the that old sort of uh, Frank Worthington type bloke who can hold the ball up from everywhere. Like you know, it, but he he came more deep than than the, your traditional two striker, second striker role. He came much deeper. Um, but it worked for him, and I'm glad it worked for him, and I wish him well. And I hope it carries on working for him, and I hope you have to pay him a contract because it, it means he's playing well and we're playing well at that point. Um, but yeah, he's got to earn that contract, I think. But he certainly against Villa because I didn't see the Paris game. I thought he was really good. I yeah, thought, and I do like the way he brings the other players into the team. Having said yeah, that, that's always been something he's done. Where, wherever he's that, there. When Smith Rowe scored, Aubameyang's little flick around the corner there was um... lovely and something that we we saw against Tottenham as well, which was um, good to see. We've been blessed with the arrival of a certain Madeline Key. Madeline, how are you doing? How's the how's I'm, the I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yep, we're all good, thank you. And bus troubles, was it? Don't even. I might I I genuinely think I've done an entire tour of Southampton Eastley and every pothole in between. <sighs> Lovely. Lovely. Right, well I'll come to you straight away because we're on we're on a topic. Um we were talking just talking about Lacazette. Um talking about his sort of the energies added to the team last couple of weeks um go go back a week ago for me to the palace game how how significant does that goal look now um to to grab a last minute equalizer i think it was always it, there's there's a thing in it's a draw but somewhere in there it feels somewhat like a defeat because of the nature of the performance but also somewhat a win because of how you grab it in the last 
minute and and it keeps the spirits of a, of a dressing room up um and look i don't know where we're going to be at the end of the season we don't know where we're going to be at the end of the season but it sounds cliche but every point's going to matter um if it comes if it comes down to the wire it's pretty close at the moment so that might be a point that we do look back at at the end of the season and go flipping out that was a big point and for to keep an unbeaten run going and all of just just to keep the the spirits high and for someone like Lacazette to get it as well he's obviously not played as much as he would have liked to this season but he's got that goal and look we're not going to get anywhere without him chipping in with goals as well so I think from an individual and a team perspective it's probably going to be a really really important goal for us somewhere down the line and just quickly I've already asked Carl and Dad about this but did you see it as a two up top against Villa or sort of Lacazette well where where, where did you see Lacazette playing basically I sort of saw it as a two, but he was slightly... I wouldn't say they were in line to. I'd say he was slightly deeper um, than than Aubameyang, and, and that helped him link the play. But I would I would say it was pretty much a 4-4-2, um, which I quite liked. And I think Mikel put it down as a 4-4-2. Um, not necessarily a standard 4-4-2, but it was an efficient 4-4-2, and it worked. So I'd like to see it again. Yeah, perfect. Um, Cole, coming back to you again on that that Lacazette goal against Crystal Palace. I didn't particularly come out of that thinking, oh yeah, really glad we rescued a point there because I was very disappointed with the performance from a game that I thought was very easily winnable. But yeah, again, just how how significant does that look now, just to keep the momentum going? It's it's massive. It, it does exactly that. It's about momentum. <coughs> Uh, is it eight games undefeated? Something like that, whatever it is. Uh, it keeps that unbeaten run going. The Carlin Cup last night, Carabao Cup, sorry, uh, last night, keeps that unbeaten run going. And it, and it, it, it looks good on paper. And it, it, it must as a, you know, when, you, when, I, when I used to play on a Sunday morning, even when you got a run going, you didn't want to let it go. You didn't want to let it go. And when things weren't going right, uh, you're, you're down and and and, and uh, it looked like you're going to lose and you actually pick up a point out of it, it becomes a big thing for you. It's great. It was a lovely thing. It, it, and they obviously took it in the next game. They finished on a high. They started as they finished in their next game. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Um, and Dad, for you, you didn't watch the the uh, Palace game did that come through sort of the the fact that confidence was still high against Villa and the sort of I almost suppose fearlessness of the performance but having sat looking at my phone in seeing the score coming in slightly having the ump as you know I would have because we were losing having been one nil up yeah um you sort of go oh late equaliser not great because I'd have liked to win against Palace, but you've rescued a point and it shows they keep going. And clearly, that, whatever you want to call it, momentum probably the word, Carl, from, yeah. from a late equaliser. I think you're right, Carl, at the end of it, 
you you get to a point you go okay that's seven games we haven't lost that's you know we were getting absolutely slaughtered earlier on in the season by various people because we'd lost three games on the spin and you, you sit there and you go okay well now we've got six or seven without defeat maybe we could start with one of those draws being a win but yeah well, there's a bit of a learning curve. That that game against Palace, I mean, you know, it was hard to watch. It was like going to the dentist and having your, all your teeth extracted sometimes. It was it was just tough to watch because we made so many mistakes. And I'm not talking about the obvious ones with but with with, with Zambia Party. I mean, they, they were pretty bad mistakes. But they, the, the, the way we play, that's going to happen. That's going to yeah. happen. You're going to get caught. And they got caught. But with particularly with Sammy's one, the guy went a long way. That that ball was, you know, that they had to go another fifty yards. And with Parker's one, there was too much backing off. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I, you know, I, and I think that's something we need to look at. And hopefully they have looked at it because that did remind me of 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 of, of peak um, Sebastian, whatever his name was, I've forgotten his name now. But whatever his name was, where he where Squilachi. we used to run. That's him, yeah. Well, we all used to run backwards, um, and we we can't be doing that. You can't. You you've actually got to take a punt on on holding him up as much as you can. And we weren't. We was backing off, and eventually the guy got the guy. To be fair, good shot back of the net on both and occasions. Very very quickly, just last point on Palace, Carl. What what did you think of Mr. Dean's performance on the night? <laughs> Honestly, the guy is a tool. He's just a complete dick. Honestly, it's just he's been dropped. He's been dropped. Apparently, now this is I I I've not seen this. I've just seen this on last blog. He's been dropped because the VAR official said that's a red card, Mike. That's a red card. No, I've seen it. It's not a red card. It's a yellow. You can actually, if you if you get the stills, he's not seen it. He hasn't seen it. I've, I've seen it. It's a yellow. I'm fine with the yellow. That is the most bloody obvious red card you're you're likely to see. Well, actually, within reason, without being, you know, viciously two footed, but just ridiculous. And the guy is a tool. He'll always be a tool. He always has been a tool and he should not be officiated. He shouldn't even be allowed to hold up a board because I'm not sure he's capable of doing it. Get rid of him, bugger off back to Tranmere and and don't dawn our doors again, please. He's useless. But apart from that, the officials have been all right recently and that's in most games, not just ours. In, you know, nine times out of ten, they've been pretty good this year. Apart from him, he's a dick, not just for us, for everyone. It is interesting. I don't want to talk about this too long because it's gone, but it is interesting the fact he didn't get a game at the weekend. That suggests he must have had some... some he was dropped. He was issue. dropped. Yeah. It clearly means they think he got it wrong as well, but there you go. What can you do? Can't criticise a ref because that's wrong. Well, you can because he's useless and been consistently used. He's consistent in his inconsistency. 
I suppose is the only thing consistent about him. He, he, he just he just does random, really bad things. He could referee for seventy five minutes doing everything wonderful, and he would just make a, a, an absolutely ridiculous decision, and then give it as if it's like, oh, that was blatantly obvious a penalty. But he he's been fouled twenty yards outside the box. Don't care it's a penalty. He, he's just just randomly bad decisions and that was another one and the problem is you've got VAR which is supposed to you know we was, everyone was saying why didn't VAR sort it out but apparently VAR did and he chose to say no I saw it clearly it was definitely yellow I'm happy with my decision all he had to do was walk over he had about five minutes while Saka was being treated and have a look at the screen to realize actually I'm a bit of a tool I'm a bit of a fool there's your red card See you later. I've said I'm, I'm surprised he didn't look at the screen for five minutes and then decide not to change his decision anyway. That's that's what I was almost <laughs> yeah. expecting. That, that would have been even funnier in a way, but you just don't know. Yeah, he's only been saved at the moment because Andy Taylor was scared about a decision at the weekend, but that's another story. Yeah. But let's go. Let's move on to the Villa game. Um, I just want a quick question, um, a one word or one sentence answer from all of you. Was the Aston Villa game Arsenal's best performance under Mikel Arteta? Who wants to start? I can see a lot of thinking going on. So, uh, one word, I can't, I can't. Go, go, you can have a sentence. I'd say it's probably... The best we've played for a season and a bit. I'm not sure it's our best display under Arteta. I think when he mugged off City in the semi-final of the Cup or whatever it was, or the Chelsea game when we won the Cup, I think if you look at it in the context of a result and who you were playing, they were better performances. Not necessarily about playing football, but I've said more than a sentence. Cole's laughing because he knows I'm just going to ramble on now. No, no. Pure entertainment. Uh, and and for the for the period we'd done it for, i.e. for more than 45 minutes, unlike the Spurs match, if you like, we for pure entertainment, we lasted longer. We defended very, for most of the game, very well. But the, from an attacking perspective, yeah, the, yeah, it is the best game. I, I would agree. It was reminiscent of uh, Leicester a few years ago. Um, at the Emirates under Emery when we were in New York um, hmm. where yeah. the, just the attacking football was it was just stunning to watch to be honest even better by the fact I watched it with a Villa fan good well I'm glad about that he was elated yes now I I think if you look at um, I think Carl's right for the for the period of time, the quality of the football we played, they're not playing as well as they did last year, Villa, but they're no mugs. Well, they're they're meant to be. We're supposedly competing with this season, so that and um, that was the system they played. That and again, this is what I've learned off said Aston Villa fan. That was the system they played against United, and they beat United with it. And apparently, playing that way, they hadn't lost. And considering the two abolishments of performances we put in against them last season, yeah. 
I think Arteta deserves quite a lot of credit because it was quite brave what he did as well. Um, to go with, to go with sort of the the two up top, um, and yeah, I think and to yeah. Sambi and Tavares as well. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's had his hand forced a little bit, but his chances are, and it, and it paid dividends. Again, another youngster coming in, another two youngsters in this case have come in. Uh, and, you know, we talked about Lacazette and Aubameyang also was really good. But the youngsters, obviously Smith Rowe got man the match. I don't want to talk about him anymore because he's, he's just, he's just too good. Um, Saka we talked about, but them two were fantastic, and it's just great to see that that um, the, the feeling that they're, they're they're trying to make it a, a, a top club, and 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 the the crowd they must feel the crowd responding to them, and it must drive them on because they, they 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 are looking the part, all of them. Fantastic. I'm, I'm going to set Madeline up for this for a little Highland special, but. It's just, you just can't help but just get a smile on your face when one of them drives with the ball, takes someone on, gets an assist, scores a goal. It's so infectious. And I think Saka on the right, not maybe it's unfair to say he looks a completely different player, but he certainly looks a lot better when he's on that right-hand side. Smith Rowe can just play anywhere and he just takes people on. And again, he was jammy with his goal but other than that it was brilliant on Friday and I'll tell you what Madeline, you've got a competition with Mr Jamie Carragher for his, his biggest fan Nah I'm winning I was there from day one I think you'll find that actually um, but no I joke a lot about and I think I joke about it a lot with you Matt that you know if one of the others does something wrong you call him a bit of a tool or whatever if one of those two does something wrong, it's oh, it's all right, it's all right. You can you you can do it. You can do it next time. You know, you you know if they give they give the ball away, they do something stupid. You know, Saka missed that chance, and a few of my flatmates said something, and I said, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We have none of that round here. He should but have scored like, that though. Yeah, it's awful. It's that sort of. It's how it should feel when people come through the academy, and I think with maybe. The likes of no disrespect to him, someone like Iwobi, we lost track of like that protectiveness that you get over academy players. I think that was almost lost for a few years, and it's back because people were looking at these. I don't two. think you did. Um, I think people are looking at these two, and like you say, you just you watch them with a smile on your face because they're playing with a smile on their face. They look like two mates having a kick around on on a pitch somewhere in wherever you know they just nothing seems to phase them the way that two players as young as they are can take a game and lead a game the way that they do I think is really special and I think that's one of the best parts do you think they've they've they, the the they've changed the, them two in particular they've changed the atmosphere at the Emirates and it's uh, and with the support base, it's far more supportive, which is I suppose what we're there for, than than it was a couple of years ago, and, and maybe even four or five years ago. We seem to be getting behind them, and when they make a mistake, it's ah, oh, come on, like you know, yeah. And uh, the whole fan base seems to be there with them, living it with them. 
Yeah, 100% Carl. Couldn't agree more. Love the new chant as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if you can hear the new chant. They put them both in the same chant, and I think that tells you everything you need to know. And I think people have just warmed to them so much that they're no longer, they're not, then they're never going to be the scapegoat. And that's a really refreshing feeling where you, at the moment, if you go to the Emirates, they're two, they're the two places you want to see. You want to watch them, and there's people going to games to watch those two. And if they're not in the starting eleven or whatever, you're disappointed. You're you're thinking, oh, they would have been two really good players. Like they're they're enjoyable players to watch as well. It's not just sometimes I think with certain players they they do things well, but they're not necessarily enjoyable to watch. But I think those two are just watching them play football is. Uh, Arsene Wenger would be proud we'll put it that way yeah I couldn't agree more as well with what you've just said brilliant it's nice being over there this season it's nice being at the games yeah actually it's actually I think an enjoyable experience which it certainly hasn't always been the last few years which is I'm never quite got with paying 40 quid and then going there and moan all day but um but uh, yeah, you know, you see people do it. And you, you kind of, you kind of understand it. But but there ain't nothing to moan about this year, apart from Mike Dean, of course. But that's different. That's good moaning. Good moaning. That's a phrase from LA I like. But anyway, um, that's that's uh, that's that's understandable moaning. Yeah. Yeah, I I sort of get what you, some of what you say, Carl. That if if you remember the last. The last player, or young player, who I remember coming in and people were desperate for him to succeed was Walcott. And, and when he, if you remember when he first came in the side, Carl, and came along, you know, people, you could you could feel it. People wanted him to, they, they were desperate for him to succeed. Unfortunately, when he didn't quite turn out as people hoped and he was injured a lot I think he never actually got a lot of stick from the crowd in fairness but other players have and it won't I was sort of Iwobi was treated quite badly by the Arsenal crowd for somebody who'd come through the youth team I'm trying to think who else in recent years has really come through. I mean, Wilshere's a bit different because he was always injured. Walcott was sometimes injured. Wilshere was always injured. Yeah, okay. And Wilshere... And I suppose Ramsey in a slightly different way. Gibbs came through. Gibbs, yeah, good good. You know, because we're naming, we've named four players who spent probably more time on the injury bench than they did Kyle Jenkinson, he came through. He didn't come through. He was a guy from Charlton at a young age. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, Ramsey's, Ramsey was a bit of an anomaly because I can remember people moaning because he he has got this thing he gives the ball away because he's always looking to to pass forward. He'll he give the ball and people did lose their patience with him. That changed a bit when he was injured and he came back. I thought the crowd were quite good with him then, but yeah, he. You know, Gibbs, yeah, the crowd were always quite good with Gibbs, but that was probably different. Wilshire, 
we've been pretty good over the years at having a scapegoat though not necessarily yes. for the not necessarily for the academy i mean senderos ponderos they used to call him a lot didn't they like you know things like that flappy you know, flappy anski um well he came through the academy actually to an extent you know tin fingers yes indeed sorry aluminium sorry oh, <laughs> you're bringing back some bad bad nightmares it's a good story by from Ray Parler on Stefanovs and, and how he signed. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to go into that now. But yeah, you know, we we have had scapegoats over the years. Even Perry Groves, to an extent, was a bit of a scapegoat sometimes. Uh, uh, I go back to John Samuels, which is before your time. But you know, another one who was a bit scapegoated sometimes. We just we do we 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 do we have picked on players in our past. Um, I, I hope that stopped. I, I, I've never liked that. Graham Ricks to an extent, although. I was about to say, Graham Ricks is one I remember. Took a lot of stick. But then again, perhaps he deserved it in later years. That's another story, though, isn't it? And while we're on the, the subject of players, the fans have worn to, I think two, two of the new signings especially have been Ben White, which I think is really good after, <coughs> after he had a difficult opening couple of games crowd really got behind him and he looks looks a really good really fitted in well I can't that that run against Villa he must have run about 50 yards with the ball he's done it again about, last night he's got an eye he's got an eye for what's going on and he, he can see that I've got no global passes. They're closing in on me, and he just breaks the line. He's he's, he's got the ability to break the line by either running direct, uh, and he looks like he's always under control, got control of the ball. Uh, or alternatively, he breaks the line with a wonderful 30, 40 yard pass. And Ron Lovely. Holden's obviously moulding his game on, isn't he? Because <laughs> he's done it as well last night. As did he, Robbie? And it was good to see him do it as well. But um, yeah, it was, it's interesting. Ben White has been an absolute. Well, he's not been a. I, I, I liked him before. If I'm being, you know, I think I've said that uh, uh, previously. Um, but so far, he's he's lived up to all expectations and and probably exceeded them. And long may he do so. He's 23 years of age. He's got plenty of time to, to exceed them. The most impressive thing for me is he reads the game so well. He's yeah. so, so intelligent as a footballer. It's really, really good. I'm also a massive fan of the block that I know. At least, I'm getting at least one block a game, and I love it. It's great. I don't great. have to worry. Great one against Villa. Yeah, oh. against Villa. And the other one who we've talked about a couple of times, and perhaps more of a revelation, is Ramsdale Dad. I mean, so, some of the passes he plays... I'm not going to say they're Edison-esque, but certainly if Edison had played a couple of them, he'd be getting so so many plaudits. The, I mean, the one against Villa, I think it was when we were freeing up, he just sprayed the ball out to Tommy Asu. Unbelievable pass. Yep, I, I think I think he. I would admit I wasn't convinced that spending 20 odd million on another goalkeeper was going to make that much difference but I do think he looks like he can make a difference and if you can get as I said to Cole last night you know Leno's not going to stay there to be number two no 
And I think having two good goalkeepers is quite, it does help you as a team. We're going to come to a point of what we're going to do. Are we going to, because I can't see him wanting to stay to be number two and not play and play in the Carling Cup and maybe the FA Cup, I don't know. Newcastle come in with that 35 million offer for him, then we'll we'll probably have to reluctantly accept it. Maybe we could take the... uh, Arlo. Woodman, yeah, Woodman's a good keeper, actually, but yeah, yeah, take one of them as, a, as our second keeper, although they're two youngsters anyway, but we'll, I'm no judge of them, I don't know them well enough. But yeah, I quite like him, Matthew, I quite like a goalkeeper, as you say, he's not quite got the Edison 60-yard ping with a bit of swagger on it, but... Yet. Yet, but... Yeah. I'd say I don't think there's a goal he's conceded where I've looked and thought, oh, we should have saved that or could have done better there. I mean, I will certainly say the one Friday, there wasn't a lot oh, of good about that. Superb goal. One against Palace that you got a little bit of stick for. I, 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 every time I look at it, I think that's deflected. Yeah. I, 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 they didn't mention it at the time, but I, I was absolutely certain it was deflected. And everyone else I know who's an Arsenal fan said that was deflected. So perhaps we're just getting our rose-tinted spectacles on with him, and uh, which is a nice thing as well, isn't it, if if, if that is the case. Because, um, yeah, he's, he's been outstanding. He's le- he, he, he leads. I think yeah. I know, to be fair, last night, uh, put, put a fine Aaron Ramsdale impression on. He he, he looked like he was, he'd, he'd woken up and and, uh, and smelt, smelt the breakfast or whatever it is. I just love, love the way Ramsdale, someone will make a block, Ramsdale will give him good high five, pat on their back, and then right positions, 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 you, you, you. That's, I think that's what I almost like most about him. That's... You can you can tell he spent a summer with Jordan Pickford, can't you? Mm. Yeah. The way, the way that if a shot comes in, whether he saves it, whether it goes over, whether it goes in, and he runs out and has a go at them, you can tell he's spent a summer with Jordan Pickford. Yeah, I'm not, he's not quite as much of a nutter as Pickford is. He's but... not, but... Again, he pulled off a good save against Villa, and uh, and it was such a good save. And he got up and he was like full of himself, Ramsdale was full of himself. Gabriel's there to, you know, give him a high five. And I just think, yeah, that's what I want. I, I want to see... Uh, the Cellini type, you know, sort of celebrating Love the defence. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, we're Arsenal fans at the end of the day. You know, we've, it, historically we were built a little bit on defence. Um, um, we know what a good defender looks like. Sol Campbell, Tony Adams, and 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 lots, lots more. Frank McClintock. I go back. Uh, I know. Yeah, Sebastian Scolacci can get another mention here. <laughs> Not in good defending, he can't. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to pick up a, a, a back five for nightmares at one point from our past. Oh, wait, that would have been a good for a Halloween episode. <laughs> I, might, I might even do a tweet about that. Yeah. Um, so we've got, we've won in the league cut yesterday. We've got, going to find out who we're going to have in the quarterfinals, which I've no idea when, when they are, but we, we're in them. That's all that matters. So hopefully it'll be another nice home draw. Mm, and then nice. a tricky, tricky test away against Leicester at the weekend. Oh, Leicester, who a bit like us, didn't start the best, but really good winner against United a couple of weeks ago. 
um, they're, they're looking strong again. That's, that's going to be a tough one, Carl. Very tough one. They're really, I, I, I think they're an excellent team. Got a great manager. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they, they haven't got, obviously, they're playing tonight, aren't they, actually? Against Brighton, I think. I don't know. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll roll their squad. I don't think their squad's massive. Um, so they might re- they might have some players. Vardy won't play tonight, but he'll, he'll be playing on Saturday. He, he's got a history of scoring against us, as we know. Um, they're they're a really good team, and uh, we'll have our work cut out. Put it this way: if they offered me a draw now, I think I'd be I'd be tempted to accept it, which is pretty rank, really. But I, I would. An interesting one, Dad, because like Carl's mentioned, Vardy up top, they're very good going forward, the likes of Harvey Barnes and and Madison and a couple of others. <laughs> but they've they've conceded quite a few as well already. I think they've 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 conceded fifteen and nine in the league. So it's quite we, unusual for them in recent years. They they don't normally concede a lot of goals. They they score goals, they score goals in in almost say patches, but they tend to score twos and threes quite quickly. They lost, they lost the break. Just, just very quickly, they lost their lad at centre half, didn't they? At the start before. a appalling tackle. So, um, yeah, indeed, Madeline. That was terrible, wasn't it? Sorry, carefully interrupted. No, 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 and and I'll, I'll, you're right. That's probably uh, part of the thing behind they're conceding more goals, and they also what's his name's coming back, hasn't he, from last year? Pereira, Pereira, really, yeah, the right back, yeah. Who I thought till he got injured was that last year or the year before? He did his ACL, Madeline. He, yeah, yeah, and then and then he came back, and then James Justin did his just just as he came back. Yeah, ah, that's the other one. So they. But I think isn't James Justin now back? He's oh. not playing, but he might be back in training or well, I don't know. But yeah, so they've lost two or three defenders, which is probably why they've conceded goal. And, and they've also goalkeeper. They've also played all Brighton at fullback as well, and he he was a victim of an appalling challenge in the Europa League the other week, which the guy got a yellow card. And it was just such an obvious red. It was a dreadful challenge. Um, and I, I did feel for them a bit, actually, because I think they've been hard done by with a few of their injuries. They've been t- t- victims of nasty challenges. Um, but, yeah, there you go. I mean, we're, we're ones to talk. We've had a few in our time, haven't we, as well? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Another one, Madeline, another sort of key battle is going to be on. player I know you're quite fond of is Telemans. Scoring, scoring some absolute worldies at the minute. He's going to be another one we're going to have to watch carefully. Yeah, that will be a... You know when you're playing under 12 football and you haven't got a competent goalkeeper, so your coach tells you you're, that no one's allowed to shoot from outside the box because there's a danger that if it goes on target, it will definitely go in. Yeah, it's going to be one of them. Not that I don't have space in Ramsdale. We all know I love him. But some of those ones, Tielemans is smacking in the top corner. No one's saving. So it will be a real... Shut yourself in front of everything um, because I think Madison scored his first goal in a while and we didn't sign him in the summer, which basically means you may as well call it 1-0 before we even started. 
Um, and then there's part of you we, we wanted to buy and didn't sign. So oh, that, that is again true. Um, I've no doubt Casper Schmeichel will probably sort of save a penalty or something. Um, but no, Leicester, I like, I think they play some good football at times. Um, they've got that, what's he called, Daka? Yeah, yeah. Paston Daka. Who's scoring scored, goals for fun. Scored four um, in the Europa League the other week. Yeah, and he's got a really cool celebration, but I could do with not seeing it. Um, yeah, I think they'll be a well-drilled side. They're a Brendan Rodgers side, but we've turned up against them before. So I'm missing what's stopping us turning up against them again, other than the fact we don't usually turn up two weeks in a row. Um, hopefully, Ben White is back. I think it was only illness. Um, because now we've decided to be done with COVID, we've now got a stomach bug, bug going around the Arsenal camp, which is really what you want. Um and yeah, I think, look, if we play like we did against Villa, we'll play him off the park. Um, would advise not going 1-0 down. That would that would be a large piece of advice I'd give because Leicester on the counter-attack are actually quite threatening. Um, but no, uh, original point, Tielemans. Um Party just, just sits on Tielemans, doesn't let him go anywhere. Kicks him up the arse a few times and jobs are good. And um, I think it could be a waiting game, though. I don't. I don't think this one will be done by sixty minutes in this time. And I've just looked. Quarter final of the Carabao Cup, twenty second of December. Oh, oh well. Hopefully, we get yeah. a nice home tie before Christmas. Yeah. That'd be yeah. lovely. You'll be fighting hopefully. your mother. You'll be fighting your mother for the ticket. No, mum has to go. Hopefully against Sunderland as well. Okay, right. Again, what a sentence. This time, a sentence. Front line for for the Leicester game. Do you go stick with Lacazette? Do you go for the? Sort of two up to whatever the hell we're gonna call it with him and Aubameyang. I assume you're all keeping Smithrow and Saka in there. So go on, front front lines. That exact one. Yeah. Those four. If it's Those not broken, four. don't fix it. I'd be tempted with that. Yeah. Fine. And as me and Carl witnessed. Pepe, he might have tried quite hard last night. He didn't achieve a lot. As much as I love Gabriel. Well, I they? thought Martinelli was very good against Palace, actually, when when he came on, he just sort of same time as Lacazette. I thought he was very good then. Oh, I have to say, cool. Pepe, does he get some stick at times, but always oh, not been brilliant the last couple of weeks. No. Nothing wrong with the uh, work rate of either. No, no. They're both working hard, but it ain't coming off at the moment for Pepe for whatever reason. I, I think that, that's, <coughs> that's the most important thing. If you can see they're, they're working hard, you know eventually things should come. Well, he's working hard. He got an assist last night, yeah. which, you know, let's be honest about it, 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 it wasn't his best game, but he's got an assist. And, and and that's all you want. You want people to work hard. Eventually, you get a little bit of confidence going, and 
and hopefully it will work for him. Same with Martinelli as well. Martinelli never stops trying, never stops grafting. Right, last thing I want to do today, um, it's been quite a long episode, but this definitely deserves a mention, is Madeline, do you want to talk to us about what a couple of our girls have been doing with the Lionesses? I'd love to. Um, Beth needs having the season of her life. Um, I was lucky enough to be at Wembley on on Saturday. Um, And she came on. She scored with her first touch. She then scored with with about her fourth touch. And then she scored with about her 14th touch. Um, Yeah, no, she's having a very, very good season. She's very much a confidence player. Um, And right now, confidence is sky high. Um, Leah Williamson, England captain, once again, lovely team. Um, Scored a goal as England captain as well. Very nice, very nice. Um, Played now as a centre-half and in central midfield um, in, in the two games this international break. And I think she's basically at this point a nailed-on starter for Serena Wegman and her England team. Hopefully, I'm really hoping for her that she gets given the armband for the Euros this summer, um, which tickets go on sale, general sale Monday. Um, they're in England, um, and yeah. Uh, oh, Nikita Paris also had a very good game. Didn't score, but looked lively. I was actually quite surprised when she got taken off. Um, and lots of them made her Wembley debut, which made me very happy. Um, Mar scored. Water is wet. Um, for the Dutch for the Dutch team. Uh, can't remember what else happened um, but they're back at home this Saturday or Sunday FA Cup semi-final against Brighton hopefully Sun- get the W Sunday, I think, isn't it? I think it's Sunday. Sunday yeah um, it's Sunday 4.45 Sunday at Meadow Park um FA Cup semi-final, opportunity to obviously get in the final. Uh, final. So this is still last season's competition. Final in December at Wembley, um, in which hopefully we can all go and we can watch us lift 15. Um, and yeah, all things are pretty pretty rosy in, in the Arsenal camp right now. It's actually quite unnerving. I'm not used to it. I'm waiting for something to go wrong. Um but yeah, I think that I think that's it. Have we got Barcelona coming up in the? We latest? do Thurs- Thursday the ninth of December. November. Oh, December is it? December, yeah. yeah. Your, dad the mentioned it. Your dad mentioned it to me. I'm thinking of going along. I th- I'm but thinking of going along. Be my first ever ladies match. I will be taking a little board up, and it will say, "Leah, can I have your shirt, please?" <laughs> Kicked she'd, out and never seen she'd again. Do you think I'd get banned? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad thing why. If I started dribbling, no, it's all right. I won't go there. <laughs> oh, I think she's brilliant. I think she's a truly outstanding player. One of the. Uh, I'm trying to think of a centre half, a ladies' centre half that I've seen 
who, well, Faye White used to dominate when I, when I first watched her ladies game, but not like um, Leah Williamson dominates, but it's, it's the fact that she can she can pick a 40-yard ball. Yeah. It's Ben White, it's like the similar to Ben White in that sort of way. She she knows how to pass and she knows how to run with the ball. And I understand why she she played. I don't know if she played uh, in the latest game at centre. She's been playing midfield for England in the cup games. Yeah, she she, play, she played as a centre half in a three the other day, um, for the second game of the international break. She but just looks you know, so comfortable in either. She's good with the ball. She's just good on the ball. Well, she did start as a midfielder, and then got moved to a centre half. She might end up as a midfielder. Yeah. She's young. She's what, 22? Uh, no, she's a bit older than that. She's about 24 now. Okay. okay. She's been around for years. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just about going to cover it for us. Um, like I say, Leicester at the weekend, the ladies, semi-final actually against Brighton. So hopefully two wins there and be, be another good weekend. Obviously, last weekend, uh, Forgot to mention was fantastic because not only did we win on the Friday, Tottenham and United lost on um, the Sunday. And whatever you think about Liverpool, there's nothing funnier than watching United get a good hiding. But, yeah, the only worry about it was how could Liverpool were. We're playing them soon. <laughs> they were so good. They were so good. But yeah, that's that's about going to do it thank you very much for joining me been been had a lot to get through there but i think we've got for it all yeah so thank you for joining me thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week goodbye